Pedersen, oh, it's 1-0 Blues! What a header that is! Christian Pedersen with a bullet header! It's then floated towards the back post, Jukovic in there, Jukovic! Oh, what a header! This man is on red-hot form at St Andrews at the moment. And it goes again towards the towering Zigic. All confusion at Martin, and surely scored the winning goal for Birmingham City! Hello and welcome to the Blues Talk podcast, the first of the new season. Callum Denning and Dale Moon somehow still here with plenty to fit in in the first edition. We've got signings, we've got a new system, we've got a strong star and we have things that don't start with S, including a record-breaking visit to Portsmouth. The man of the moment, Lukas Jukovic, and a trip to the East Midlands this weekend. It's all on the way here on Blues Talk. The Blues Talk podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. Right, Dale, we're back. The first of a new season. Come Somehow, on! We're still going strong. Come on! <laughs> excited? Very excited, mate. It's good to be back. Uh, yeah, glad that the games are here. Uh, I settled into a bit of a rhythm now of yeah Tuesday, Saturdays, press conferences, training. So, no, really looking forward to the season now. And having seen the first two games, there's lots to be encouraged by. Tell you what, it's like riding a bike, innit? We've had a long summer of being sat around, twiddling our thumbs. Had a bit in pre-season, almost got back into the routine, but now football is back. As you said, a strong start. We've already done one London ground. Our last ever visit to Griffin Park, done. Came away yep. with the three points. Yep. We had our first home game, a good draw against a strong Bristol City team. We'll touch on all of this later. And we've had a record broken at Portsmouth in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, when you consider only a couple of weeks in, lots has actually happened. You it's know, crazy, you know, isn't it? New additions, results, like you say, the fact that Jude Bellingham then broke Trevor Francis's record. and So lots for us to talk about. It's kept us pretty busy as a media team. Uh, and obviously now a trip to, to the city ground and one of my favourite places to go this Saturday. It's, uh, now I'm really, really glad that, um, that the season's back. I'm really, really excited for it. And lots of unknowns about us as a club as well now. This well, that's season. what we love. Exactly. So I think it keeps that excitement of not quite knowing what we're going to get from Blues. But I think we've seen glimpses of what we can expect. Tell you what, they've been good glimpses as well. We'll talk about those in just a minute. But also you mentioned being kept busy as a media team. Let's go through the list. No order in particular. Crowley, Sunjic, Villalba, Jimenez, Montero, Medina, Guzman, Gardner. It's been a revolving door almost here. That many new signings. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Started off, didn't it? I mean, you look at some of them. Obviously, a few of those signings were the big headline marquee signings. Ivan Sunjic, the, the signing that I think captured a lot of people's attention and imagination. It's happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a good one to be involved in and we obviously went behind the scenes of his medical um, and I think he was one that I think supporters stood up and sat up and thought oh, okay we're having a little go here and then I think from, from Fran Villalba's performance against Bristol City there's certainly a, a major signing in little Fran as well so um, yeah I think the one or two uh, teams will be looking at Blues now as a very different prospect they're going to have to do their homework on us again because it's not the same Blues of old we know it's a work in progress we know it's going to take time and there will be days where it don't quite click but I think everyone left from the Bristol City game in particular I know Brentford was a little bit different but I think everyone left St Andrews uh, entertained and excited for what could happen I think if we get it right and we click on our day 
we could we could potentially blow one or two teams away this year. Tell you what excites me, you touched on it a little bit there. We're a bit of an unknown quantity for teams now. Because there could be teams that come here, obviously they'll have done their research, they'll have done their prep, but when it comes to the day, we could completely shock them mm. and have some proper exciting matches here at St Andrews. Yeah. We saw a bit of it against Bristol City. Yeah, I think you look back at last year and we spoke about it on this podcast, the teams that beat us here, your Boltons and your Millwalls, they let us have the ball... Um, and just said, go on then, well, we don't think you've got enough to break us down. And uh, credit to them, it was the way that you beat Blues away from home last season. So we've had to come up with a different way of playing, uh, whether the remits come from the board, from Pep himself. But there seems to be a conscious effort that we're going to try and play a more fluid, expansive, possession-based style of play. As long as there's a means to an end, as long as it's with a, you're not passing the ball for the sake of it and you're going to go somewhere, uh, I think it's... Um, it's exciting to, to watch and it will be developing all the time. I mean, these players have just walked through the door. You mentioned just the sheer volume of new, new names and new faces. It's going to take a few weeks for these lads to bed in. Um, once that happens, they'll get to form little partnerships. I think I think we'll come on to the Crowley-Villalba one, which could potentially be, be a real exciting partnership. Um, so they're going to get better all the time, you'd like to hope. But that's more time on the training ground as they've had this week. We'll do them the world of good. Spanish lads settling into the country and the language and the culture. So I think as the weeks go by, you'd like to think Blues are on an upward trajectory. One of the things that excites me that we didn't have so much last season is the amount of options that we've got. Mm. We've seen already, what, three different systems over the course of pre-season starting this. Yeah. We've gone two up front, four at the back, three at the back, one up front. There's that many options to keep things fresh. Mm. That, no. I mean, I mentioned being an unknown quantity, but... We've always got answers, potentially, though. I think it's just about being adaptable in-game. I think sometimes Pep and managers at all levels, it won't. the opposition won't quite set up as you expect them to, and so you're going to have to react to them, or you might notice something where there's an opportunity to get at one side of the pitch or the other, or spaces in between lines. And so, as long as we have the adaptability to change our formation, it makes us just a difficult prospect to go up against, because... If they're all comfortable playing a 3-4-3 or as we saw on Saturday, a 4-4-1-1 or 4-3-3, however you want to talk about it. I mean, a lot of Pep himself said lots of talker about systems, but ultimately it's about how your players play in those systems. But I think it can only be a good thing if we, we've got a few strings to our bow and we're not predictable. I mean, as good as we were last season, after probably a month of playing against Blues, you pretty much knew, one, what the starting eleven was going to be and two, how they play and how they line up. And it worked for us. It's, it was, it's not a slight on us, but maybe one or two of those draws where we could change it up a little bit. And it's whether Pep will be bold enough to make those changes mid-game as well. I think everyone was expecting that three at the back ahead of Bristol and all of a sudden we've gone with four and everyone's surprised again. And so too will Bristol. I think they have fully done their homework. I know Lee Johnson was at Griffin Park. He was on the. He was, yeah. He was in, he was in court and on camera doing his homework on us. So he'd have seen the three thought we were going to go with it and didn't so good that we've got players that can adapt um, so let's just see how it pans out but like I say from a supporter's point of view and from a media team's point of view it's uh, it's brought the excitement of not knowing what we're going to get including this Saturday against Forest. Let's go back to Griffin Park then our last ever visit potentially I mean I say that but you know we're going to get drawn away at Brentford in the <laughs> yeah. FA Cup it's yeah. bound to happen yeah. but our last ever visit was a fruitful one three points Christian Pedersen with a head made of rock. Absolute whammed, blockhead. Uh, I don't know, he's, he's put Harry Maguire to show. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a proper header. I mean, I don't even think it was on. And I think Steve said and summed it up, he's done a programme feature for the Bristol game. And 
he said the goal made the assist. So, yeah, it'll go down, as Steve said, an assist. But actually, he pulled his cross a little bit. Fair play to him for put it into an area. But for, for Peds just to read it, I think he's darted in front of his, his marker as well. Pulled his neck muscles and absolutely just powered one goalwards. Just swazzed one. Um... I mean, yeah, it's an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable header from that far out as well. I know Tatey on commentary said, you know, he was, um, I think he said it was inside the box, but it was well outside oh, the 18-yard yeah, box. Um, and to be fair to Brentford, they can feel a little bit aggrieved. I mean, Camp had to make a really good save in the first half. They've hit the bar twice, they've hit the post. Um, all the possession stats, I know Blues fans are having little digs at at Brentford supporters in a, in a good good hearted way but about the fact that they've had more possession than us uh, as they did against Cambridge and lost during the week um, but ultimately the only stat that matters is the scoreline and for us to dig in as we did and second half to credit to Blues they limited Brentford to very very few chances solid at the back yeah I mean Robbo puts his body on the line late on to make a really good block but other than that I think Camp, Campy tips one round the post but I can't remember two clear-cut ones. It was almost that first 15, 20 minutes where they came flying out the blocks. And again, I think it comes down to the consistency of our Brentford play. They've played that way. Yeah, Malpe wasn't in the team, which is a big loss, But and Sawyers, of course. But they've played that way for a number of years now, so there's not too much of a transitional period for them. We were a completely new outfit with new members in the team, a new system, a new head coach. So I think it took time for them to settle. Um, first game you want to do well but we knew what we were up against and, and you know to come away with three points from Brentford we spoke about this during the week again a team who only Norwich and West Bromwich Albion scored more goals than uh, last season their home record was fantastic so a really impressive victory and I think one or two would have um, ripped up their coupons from that one I'd like to ask what Christian Pedersen was thinking going in for that header, but I mean, he told us post-match, and I don't think we <laughs> can repeat certain it. Terms, yeah. <laughs> but you know what, I think that does show, that's a, it's a great... Um, it's a great example of a player who doesn't in, conducts an interview and just says it as it is. Like he's he's a fantastic character, Peds. He's a bit of a an air. He's he's a bit of a crazy guy around the place, but in a real playful way. And I think his accent, the way he does things, just makes me smile. And so, yeah, when we asked him post match what he was thinking, and he uh, he just came out with it. I mean, you want that sort of character and honesty from Honestly, a player. This we is bleeped it. it out. No one was hurt. So, yeah. Well, no, Bre- Brentford were hurt. Yeah. Well, but other than that, we don't really care. Right. We went from Griffin Park down to Portsmouth in the week. Mm. I mean, we don't want to touch too much on the result because, I mean, obviously disappointing. Yeah. But credit to the lads who went out there. As a youth, I think the average age was, what, 21? Yeah, very young. I mean, firstly, um, I think the game plan changed last minute. Isaac Vassell, of course, mm-hmm. uh, in anticipation of his move to, to Cardiff, was pulled, I mean, an hour, yeah. 45 we minutes. Down the, the team sheets were more or less nearly in. So he was down there and that was pulled. So then you have no out-and-out striker. Dan Crowley's put onto the, the starting eleven onto the pitch as our most forward-thinking player. And it's not his, in his instinct to run in behind and stretch the team, so to stretch the opposition. So, um, yeah, that changed things a little bit. So more for the young lads to deal with. Obviously, all the spotlight surrounds Jude Bellingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, becomes our youngest ever player, 16 years, 38 days breaking Trevor Francis's record. It's a fantastic achievement for him. He is a player that's been highlighted throughout all the age groups of the academies, the worst kept secrets. You know, everyone's sort of aware of how talented he is, of course, representing England as well and captain in their side. Um, but also there's some really encouraging performances across the pitch. Geraldo Bajrami, I know a supporter made a montage of his. Yeah. And you watch that and you think, well, everyone's talking about Harry Maguire and how calming collected he was on the ball at the weekend. For the first 15 minutes, I think, geez, 
fizzed in about 10 passes into midfield through little gaps and started to find Crowley and I mean he looked like he'd been playing senior football for a while he got in a really good battle as well with Ellis Harrison mm-hmm. um, I mean, this, I, mean, I think he got him booked over on the far side that little bit of handbags but you don't mind seeing that from a young player who can mix it up a little bit he's happy with the ball at his feet but also if he has to do the nasty stuff he's not going to back down yeah absolutely and that's you have to have that steeliness especially if you're going to play championship league one league two football so yeah disappointing with the result you never want to get beat, but loads of positives to take. And I know how proud the club were and the academy and all the coaches that are putting work to making sure that these players have a chance and to put them uh, in a position where they can play and represent this first team. And you could see talking to Geraldo after the game uh, and a few of the other boys, uh, Jude came over and had a word as well. Odin, I think, done himself no harm whatsoever in his performance when he came on a sub. So just to represent the first team and get that first one out of the way, yeah. playing in front of a crowd. And it was quite a decent atmosphere at Fratton Park. It was, yeah, fair play to the Make a bit of noise. Um, and it's out of the way now. They know what to expect. They've, they've got that first senior uh, appearance out of the way. Uh, so for them, it's great experience and it should whet the appetite, make them work even harder now in the coming weeks and months to try and represent us again. Yeah, the future's looking bright. Right, after that, Bristol City were the first visitor, well, I say first visitor to St Andrews, second yeah. visitors, first for Blues to visit St Andrews yeah. Trillion Trophy Stadium this season. Bit disappointing that we didn't actually seal the win with uh, their equaliser coming almost at the death, but again, really, really encouraging signs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you saw in little flashes, fits and spurts, what's to come out of this team. Uh, again, there's that little passage of play involving Crowley. Villalba, Davis, Sunjic, eventually falling to Lukas Jukovic on the turn. Gets the hammer out and absolutely zings one towards the top corner. It's a good save from Bentley. But I think the 30 seconds leading up to that chance from Blues, I don't think we've seen that sort of play at home or away in terms of a fluid, neat passing uh, move in some time. So there are clear signs of what they're being asked to do and what they're working on the training pitch. Um, you get yourself one nil up with the most stereotypical Lukas Jukovic goal. Uh, but credit to Mark Roberts, by the way, who stands ball, the ball yeah. up perfectly in his white preds as a centre-half. Got my eyes on them. I am size 11. Um, and Juki, as he, he tells us very well, a bit later on, that, I mean, don't get in his way when that ball's hung up towards the back post because whether you, you and the ball end up in the back, yeah, you're it being doesn't matter dosed. to him. Uh, so you get yourself one nil up and I think that's why it's tinged with a little bit of frustration just because... At home, it's a tight game, two decent sides, and you manage to get your noses in front. You think, oh, this could be a, what what start this could be. But credit to Bristol City, I thought they created some chances. Benikafobi's had a couple of a big chances. Campy's had another good performance at home. And uh, the one real bit of quality from Palmer, I think he's made two or three very good defence splitting balls, but that one in the second half, it just cuts between Wes Harden who came on and one of the centre-halves. Mm-hmm. I know Wes tweeted after the game an apology, which shows the measure of him as a young player. Again, you forget, you know, he's only been in the in and around the scene. 22 years for, old. Yeah, a year, 18 months, and uh, credit to him because yeah, he might have got his position a little bit wrong and unaware that uh, the player was over his shoulder. But, um, yeah, he came out and was big enough and brave enough to tweet about it. Um, and I think we've got to let our young players, who we're going to lean on a lot this year, we talk about, we can't celebrate them when... They perform okay and they're coming on and and yet not give them chance to develop and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, full credit to Wes. But 
just a, a fantastic pass that split us open and he's absolutely just rocketed one into the... He hasn't even taken a touch, I don't think. He's hit it first time into the bottom corner. It's a neat enough finish. And to be fair, on the balance of play, could we complain that it wasn't a fair result? Probably not. I think it's a, I think it's a good point. They'll probably be, be happy with a point to, to go home with. It's her first one of the season. And Brentford and Bristol City are two teams that were in and around the playoff shake-up last year. And they're going to be up there again, let's and, be honest. And you'd expect... Like you say, for you know a team with the with the quality they've got, for them to be at the right end of the table again. So no shame whatsoever in in a draw. We move on to to Saturday. One of the things that's gone under the radar, and you mentioned it briefly there, it's with all the attacking football we've been playing, how strong we've been at the back as well. Yeah, I mean credit to everyone involved: Mark Roberts, Harley Dean, Lee Camp. Some incredible performances. Yeah, absolutely. And we have looked solid. Yeah, and we went from a three to a four, so a couple of different systems in there. But you're right, there's new partnerships being formed. Of course, Michael Morrison left the club, so mm-hmm. then you have Mark Roberts comes in uh, and he looks like a player who's full of confidence now. We knew that you know you want to get a run of games as a professional. You come to a new club, you want to be given a chance and get a, a frequent run of matches and he'll, he looks like he's going to get that this season. And uh, yeah, he wins most of the, the challenges in the air that he gets. A big, strong lad, Robbo. Probably the, the strongest physically that we've got. Well, how many people have said he'd win a, an all-squad Royal Rumble? Yeah, 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 that's it. So they see it day in, day out. Um, and he, he'll work on getting better on the ball. And he started to look to, you know, when he's got it at his feet, to try and find blue shirts and slide passes into dangerous areas where a Crowley or a Villalba can pick it up. So, um, yeah, alongside Harley Dean, they look solid. And then it depends on what we go with. I mean, you look at Peds, who's, Peds who Christian Pedersen played both left side of a, a back three. He's then played left back against Bristol City. Mr. Capable, Versatile. Yeah, capable of playing both. I actually like the idea of him being left side of a back three. Yeah, I think, I think you're be, right. You know, as a full back, he's not one that's going to nudge it past everyone, drop step overs zip hit the byline and put a cross in very much a defensive minded full back so he could quite easily slip in left side of that back three and he's done well very very capable in the air I don't remember him losing a header at all last season I can't remember someone getting up above Christian Pedersen which is a good sign so as a three or as a four Maxim Collin you know what you're going to get on the other side one of the best right backs in the division so it bodes well and Lee Camp I mean we always talk about Campy and he's He's got rhino skin when it comes to criticism. Fans have quite rightly, you could say, criticised some of his performances last season. But I think everyone left after Bristol and at Brentford saying, well, Lee Camp looks like a different player. Singing his name. Yeah, and it's fantastic to see because we've had him on this very podcast, one of the best guys in and around the place. And so you want fans to be on board with him and support him. And uh, if he keeps performing that way, then, um, yeah, he's only going to get more of the Lee Camp in the middle of our goal chant. Gets stuck in your head, that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's addicted. Left Brentford whistling it. Right, Forest at the weekend. We go over to your old stomping grounds, Nottingham. Yes, yeah, a team who have recruited hugely in the summer. I think they've bought in so many players. I've lost count of how many they actually bought in, but they've always seemed to have a big recruitment A new manager and everything. Yeah, it's a complete change at Forest. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know what to expect. It's a great stadium to play football. Um... They'll have a good go. I think they'll expect to be in and around the top 10 again. Whether they have enough to push the playoffs, we'll see. But a bit of unknown from them as well. Talking to our analysts uh, and opposition scouts this week about Forest, a team who are just solid all over the pitch. Um, you know, they've got players who can score goals. Uh, Dawson's obviously going back to the, where it all started for him. Vastly experienced centre half. Um, Lolly, who seems to be the scourge of us. We should mention um, his name. Yeah, I know. Um, 
but he's a danger. You have to you have to say at this level, he's a very good player. I thought he might have a prem team might have gambled on him, but um, so things to be aware of by all means. But nothing to be particularly scared of from Blues. Four points from the first two. I know Forest have had a couple of tricky games to sit on a point, but West Brom and Leeds. But the, I think there'll be an interesting dynamic when it comes to the City ground because they'll be looking at Blues thinking, rightly or wrongly, this is our easiest of the first three fixtures. We played West Brom, Rejabin and Leeds, both up there as promotion favourites. Birmingham City at home, there's an opportunity for them. So it'll be interesting to see how we deal with that and play with that, um, whether they come roaring out the traps or not. But no, I, I'd love going back to Nottingham. Obviously, I uh, studied there and lived there for a few years. So I'll be hanging around, visiting a particular restaurant afterwards and have a good good night i think i mean personally from my point of view i didn't say which restaurant it was so you can stop laughing no, on the other end of this mcdonald's microphone. i don't know yeah exactly anyway um i think from a personal point of view anyway we owe them a bit after last season two nil up coasting i mean i know it was two managers mm. ago two managers ago in forest sense but yeah coasting 15 minutes was it to spare yeah two nil up and then yeah come back and shock us and it's joe lolly again <laughs> yeah yeah we um I think uh, it was nearly a, a perfect away performance. Shea Adams turn and finish into the bottom corner. I mean, how many times did we see that? We weren't to know at the oh, time. Oh, yeah, once or twice. Yeah, we weren't to know at the time, but that almost became his his signature move. And then um, Dukey, obviously, with a, just, a, just a freak header that should never be angled back from where it came, but somehow he manages to pull it out of the bag. And you're home and hosed, 15 to go, 2 to up. As solid as we were defensively last year, you put your house on us, but... Yeah, Campio, as we say, lots of people look at him maybe for one of the goals. The other one's a good strike. He's caught it cleanly from from distance and you end up drawing the game. So, um, But no, we'll see. You look at it away from home against the team, draw your away games, win your home ones. But I wouldn't put it past Blues, picking up all three points, three points on Saturday. And it was quite refreshing listening to Gary Garner talking to one or two of the players. We had a Sky Sports photo shoot this week. Um and he was chatting to one or two of the younger lads and saying about Forest, you know, it'd be a tough game. He said, no, nah, I fancy him, we'll do it. And there's that confidence coming out of the group now, which is good. And that'll only steadily build as hopefully they get to know each other better. And like we say, the relationships will, will get tighter and hopefully we'll pick up the results to go with these performances that look like they could be a little bit more entertaining this year. Now, one man who loves going to the city ground more than you do, I think, mm-hmm. is Lukas Jukovic. Mm-hmm. Spoke about his header last season, goal of the season contender. By the narrowest of margins as well, as we'll mention to him later. Yeah, he's... Uh, um, well, you you know yourself, we've dealt with the Duke, this is fourth season, and certainly since I've been at the club, there isn't a nicer bloke off the pitch than Lukas Jukovic. I think we saw with with Bobby, the, mm-hmm. the young lad who just finished his chemotherapy, how he, how he was around him. But not just that, how he's with everyone around the place. It doesn't matter whether you're the tea lady, or the receptionist, us as a media team. He's just a fantastic professional that you want at your football club. And it's those things that you don't see on a Saturday in the hour and a half that you come down as a supporter. You see this brutal, big battering ram. Machine. Yeah, who who wins everything and fights for every ball and gets absolutely knocked from pillar to post. But actually, off it, he's a fantastic bloke. And um, yeah, he was kind enough to give us his, some of his time after quite a wet and windy training session. And um, yeah, I thought it was... The good thing about this chat is, and I think the good thing about the podcast as a format of media is that it's a more relaxed sort of environment and we didn't want to just concentrate on the football aspect of things it was more about him as a person and some of the obviously the the stag that he went on that went viral the picture of him in his own kit uh his choice of car 
That's uh, the one that needed answering, by the way. His choice of car is an interesting one. So, no, I really enjoyed the chat with him. Brilliant, brilliant bloke. Fantastic professional who I don't think anyone could speak highly enough of at the club. And uh, well worth a listen. Well, enough from us. Have a listen to the man himself, the Duke, Lukas Jukovic. The Blues Talk Podcast. We're we rolling. Who are rolling? Yeah. But who, yeah. Lukas Jukovic, are the best five? Th- I'll give you five. I'll take three target men since the Premier League era began. So, not yeah. based on how many they score, I'm yeah, the yeah. focal point of an attack. Right. Big, horrible, brings ever players into play. I don't know why you're just asking me. Just give me some me names. Mate. I just want you to know. Why would I know? Being the out-and-out pace merchant. Yeah, yeah being the speed. Why would I have a yeah, yeah. well, target, I mate. thought you had a broad footballer. Uh, so what is it? So like, they look, they're going back on games and like using the stats that they now have. In no, the... I just think like it's more of an opinion. Like It's, yeah. not, it's not quantifiable. All right. it's How many have we got? I'll take three from you. But if you've got five. Three of the top five, yeah? The best, yeah. Big Al. It's got to be Alan Shearer. Big Al. Got, you know who threw Big Al in? Yeah. James Beattie. Yeah. Yeah, he threw a big alley. But I always thought, I didn't think he was a big target man. I thought he, he was... He was a finisher, right? He, he, to be fair, he, could do it was. he was, yeah. and yeah. certainly more towards the end of his career. Yeah, but yeah. Like, he could do everything. Yeah, really. when he volleyed that absolute oh monster one. Unbelievable. <laughs> against Everton. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous. Okay. So, he is he one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't even got him on this list. Duncan Ferguson? Yes. Yeah, that's a shout. That's on there. <clears throat> um... Looking at durability, because I tell you, really like, but he won't be on there with Santa Cruz. Remember him? It was a time Rocky, where, Santa Cruz. yeah, yeah, he, but he's he didn't, pl- yeah, he was, wasn't that it for very long. But when he was, it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a couple of ex blues on there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Jeff, no, no, but that's a good shout. Yeah, that's a very good shout. Yeah, the good. horse would be you a, a good one. Also, no, mm. he played just after Jeff. Here, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my t- t- this is embarrassing. They both played it after Jeff, but get away from the Blues thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Just who in general, since the Premier League, do you think are the best yeah, target men? Yeah, two, two out of two. So I've got, yeah, Alan Shearer, Duncan Ferguson. I'm, I'm really I'm showing so my lack of, lack of knowledge. Agree. Yeah, I mean, okay. but like, because you're talking about what type of target man are you? Because he was off, a, yeah. like Berbatov was a central striker, but he was he, he wasn't he yeah. Wouldn't, yeah he wouldn't associate him as a target, but he was unbelievable. Okay, agree or disagree? Go on. Crouch. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, what am I thinking? Yeah. Kevin Davis. Oh yeah, now you say them. Of course, these yeah they <laughs> should have been beast, bo- both at Southampton as well. Should have yeah. been right up there. Uh, the two ex Blues, Nikola Zigic. Oh yeah. And Emil Heskey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I've got to agree with that. Les Ferdinand, which is a little bit... I can't remember watching him that it's much. on the Shearer more. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, yeah. they were a hell of a... When front two, when Shearer first went to Newcastle, the two of them. Noel Quinn. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's the definitive, isn't he? Yeah, the knockdown merchant. And Andy Carroll. Yeah, yeah, you have to go along with them. Where, do you, where do you feature in that list, Jukes? Where do I feature? Where do you come into that, <laughs> On the spot. Yeah, no. I'd pick you above Santa Cruz. No. I would. No, I he was a good-looking guy as well. <laughs> he had everything. Yeah. No, he was good, mate. How are we? All right, yeah. But Can't complain. So yeah. Soaked yeah. through, yeah. I know. Couldn't believe we're still in August. Um, no, yeah, the, yeah. The Spanish contingent didn't know what had hit him. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to yeah. England. Exactly. Yeah. How did they take it? Are the snooting gloves out yet? Yeah. No. We had. I uh, did make me laugh actually. Even yesterday, when it's sort of twenty degrees heat and Jefferson Montero is wearing trousers and training, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't quite get my head around it. Wait till mid February, especially yeah. here. It's got like the micro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How was it? We had it described earlier, like the airport. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, the pitch at the top of the airport. Yeah. But um, good start, mate. One game, one goal at home. Yeah. 100th appearance, netting. Was it? 100 yeah, start, yeah. 100 start. Was it? Do you know what? I, was a f- I didn't even know that. No, no one told me that. So Congratulations. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Yeah, nice <laughs> one. 100 start for the club, but no. It was all right. If yeah. ever there was a stereotypical Lukas Jukovic goal. <laughs> well, just not with my feet. <laughs> okay. yeah. It's one to the back post in an absolute get out the way. Yeah, do you know what? It's one of them where it's, it's a great ball from Robbo and it, it, your eyes light up when you yeah. see that and you think, oh, I can just take the defender around the ball here and just smash them both. And so, no, it was, it was yeah, it's been... A solid start. I mean, obviously you want you're greedy and you want six points out of the two games, and especially leading at home with not a huge amount of time mm. left. There's an opportunity there, so there's a bit of disappointment with that. But uh, you know, certainly can't complain. You know, it just goes to show again with this league. Only two, is it only two teams have got six points out of six? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that just shows what it's all about. I think it's going to be tight again. Yeah. yeah. And you'd imagine Brentford at home, Bristol City, they're both teams that were in and around that yeah. mix last year. So it's not an easy yeah, start. Yeah, no, I think Brentford. so. I mean, I think Brentford are probably one of the better home records, if not the best at home. Yeah. Oh, I think. Only West Brom and Norwich season. had scored more. Yeah, third so like, I mean, and we keep a clean sheet there. So there's certainly, you know, there's yeah. two tough fixtures to open up with. Yeah. Um, so no, I think we, you know, we're obviously plenty to work on, but I think we can be, you know, reasonably ha- happy with the with the start. Glad that the games are in now. Yeah, exactly. You always want that. Um, pre-season, you know, it's good in, in terms of getting your squad together, getting used to new lads and uh, getting fitness in, but ultimately you just want to get playing again. Um, we just want to be playing in games that have got something on the line yeah. that mean something to people, really. Um, and, and, you know, Saturday again was just getting back out of St Andrews was quality yeah. you know, it's just um, the atmosphere was awesome yeah when you yeah. scored on that end as well yeah you think you're going to win the game so it felt like a big mm. goal yeah it did yeah because yeah, it's tight nil yeah, nil yeah. yeah you think yeah you felt like that could have been the, the definitive goal um, you've mastered the casual jog away celebration yeah. it's just because I'm absolutely knackered <laughs> that's sort of like right I can get a breather now and yeah, most people like dart off but I'm, yeah I've not got any uh, got any energy in me at that point you so need I like just, a dance or something some, just to or, surprise everyone I can't handle the dance yeah but that would at least yeah keep people on their toes make it but no I can't, I'm not a big fan no. of the, the, the routine celebration you're dance. almost like a like a, a little, like yeah, Shearer and then just like wait to get jumped. Arms out stretched in it. That's your go-to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was it? Yeah, some of the summer. I think it was it. Did it? Unbelievable dance. First home game of last season it was Viv, wasn't it? Viv and Mag. Oh, yeah, loves that. They love that. Oh, I can't. Ha- I can't handle that. Yeah, it's doing the shaku. Just, I don't think I've got the rhythm for this, so yeah. I can't get involved in the celebration. Throw so it out, mate. It's funny because right. Morrow actually went over to sort of celebrate, realised they were doing a dance, <laughs> knew he'd look stupid joining in, just jogged straight back. <laughs> or, I can't get involved in that. <laughs> I always do feel bad actually looking back on like our um, pre-season montages and stuff yeah. and we always tend to highlight you after you've done like a monster run or something just because you put everything <laughs> into it so you look shattered every year yeah. every montage it's my signature move just looking exhausted <laughs> I think the challenge has been set now though by Doe you've got to bring out some kind of dancer either. something yeah Mate. I could do a forward roll but I just yeah. don't think I'd get back up but, yeah. but it would be hilarious though <laughs> I'll have to think of that. Do you know, I felt bad actually because obviously um, was practicing celebrations three or four days before with Bobby, and right. he was showing me some pretty impressive ones, yes, like yeah. some of his fortnight celebrations. <laughs> and I said I would do try and do one of them for him on Saturday, yeah, and yeah. you just get caught lost in the moment, yeah. so just reverted to this finger in the air. No, 
that was um, that was quite a heartwarming moment, mm. Bobby. I mean, and did you see the video of the Bristol City? Oh fans? yeah, it's amazing. You know, Bristol City fans really sort of showed themselves off really well. Then um, they kind of football at its best, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's that's what it should be. That's what it should do for people. It should bring people together, mm. um, you know, particularly for you know a kid as, as special as that and some family that's been through so much. It's yeah. it's kind of a real pleasure to be um, part of. Uh, you know, a, a club that can bring people together and, and show them a yeah. good time when, they, when they've, you know, been through some difficult times. Yeah, no, I think that video in particular is one mm. that like it, it went a long way with a lot of people yeah. who could relate to this young, yeah. young little lad who'd been through so much, and then yet. It, I said to him, if you could have one player to score, it'd be the Duke, and when you score, yeah. everyone's thought, oh my. I God. know, Bristol City just ruined it <laughs> yeah. by, by equalising. Yeah, it's not it's really fair. Selfish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. should have let him know. Um, talking of pre-season, mate, you had a busy, busy one when I got married. Did yeah, when I got married, yeah. Um, it was yeah, well, actually off-season, yeah. Before yeah. yeah, so it was that was a great day. We had um, it was um, I would say a lot of planning, but not for me. Yeah. You know, my my wife did all the planning pretty much, yeah. and uh, I just had to turn up on time. But it was uh, yeah, it was an amazing day. We had a, a it, it went you know as, exactly as we wanted it to be. You know, everyone that you care about uh, in the same room having a good time. Yeah, you can't yeah. really ask for much more than that. And um, no, it's nice to get, yeah, to get that that, that was sorted. It, was it nice to put your own kit on for the stag? Yeah, that wasn't so nice. Yeah, great. Yeah. It was a funny one that because <laughs> I, 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 we were flying from Stansted. Yes, yeah, so Stansted, and the night it was the night before we went. We went down the night before just to stay because so, it was an early flight, and um, just so I went to go to bed my best man in front of him said where do you think you're going mate you need your clothes for tomorrow and that was the first I saw of it get out. and it was JP our kit man that actually had, they'd been in touch and got actually my kit that I wore in the game <laughs> Skybet badge oh, on the arm yeah everything yeah <laughs> legit and it um, even topped off with the Lonsdale trainers <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just, yeah a couple of the boys thought they were mine they were like yeah you, they, they're probably actually yeah so um, I thought that I'd get away with it we were, it's about 4.30 in the morning we flew so from Stansted I'm thinking oh there'll be hardly anyone right. in there forgetting that it was bank holiday weekend so about 10 yards walking into the terminal there's a like, bunch of blues fans oh, and they were, they, were, they were great they said oh you, you know, you're funny you're like, they, they looked and sort of like nah it wouldn't, he wouldn't be dressed in his own kit and they said like, yeah it's actually him yeah. come and said hello and um, said, oh, you know, that, that was all and then I didn't realise as I was walking off they took the they snap took the just picture, as, I, yeah. as I was walking away and then so we, so we flew and then it wasn't until we landed in Budapest to, um, to everyone's turned on their phone and realised that it's just <laughs> it's gone viral. It did go and, yeah. viral. Oh, no... my mates were buzzing with it. Um, yeah, no, it did go viral. But it was it was nice. It was fun. It was. Um, I'm glad it was sort of taken in the spirit that it was meant. Uh, it was nice. If you had to choose four of the players to go on a wild stag out of everyone you <laughs> everyone you played with, that's a question. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, the mad ones. The, the mad ones. Yeah, you know the. Game yeah, as yeah, game. I could stitch people right up yeah, here, couldn't yeah. I? No, could. Yeah. Um, no, no, no one in this dressing room. No, none of, none of them. None profession. of them drink. No, no, none yeah. of them go on any nights out. <laughs> um, who would who, who, just like? I tell you, there was there was one lad who would. Uh, Nicky Bailey, I played with at Middlesbrough. He was he was unbelievable. Like he just through day and night, he, he would just you wouldn't have a clue whether he's been drunk or not. <laughs> he had been drinking. Seamless. Yeah, seamless. Like it was so impressive. Yeah, that was real. Yeah, real top professional at the height of his game there. Um, so I'd have to put put him on the list for sure. Do you have to be really conscious though, do you? you know, like even during the off season, you know, because mm. you're always in the spotlight as a player. Yeah. Even just to let your hair down, like you should have a. 
I, we always have to talk about this. Whereas yeah. a player can be in the comfort of their own home, absolutely, getting yeah. absolutely destroyed on yeah. wine drink, yeah. but because nobody sees yeah. it, don't matter. They can have one bottle absolutely, of beer over yeah. a meal. Yeah, it's perception, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, particularly nowadays, you know, everyone's got a camera phone. Everyone can take a video without anyone noticing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, you know, you could just you could take a snap of someone and it looks a certain way, whereas it's just a, a split second in time, yeah. and that Completely isn't the reality of what's going on. Yeah. Um, so you do have to be careful with that a little bit. But yeah. I think as long as you're safe in the knowledge that you know you're, you know, it's important we let our hair down at the right times, of mm. course. Um, but as long as you know that you're doing the right things yeah. and, um, and and you're kind of aware that you know, I'm really lucky with my my group of friends from home there they're quite protective of me like they, yeah. they they would make sure that that nothing like that would happen they wouldn't stitch you up too much you know apart from some of the outfits i mean <laughs> the, the, the the uh the football kit was perhaps the um, the only that one that would have been allowed on social yeah. media <laughs> but uh but other than that you know you, you, like you need to let your hair down at the right times but ultimately um that's the world we live in now with social media you have to be careful you have to make sure that you're surrounded right by the right people i think mm, absolutely yeah Back to the football. How have you found this new style that we're trying to implement implement now? I know Pep's obviously there's a bit of a Spanish contingent, not just the boys, but Pep, Paco, and even Jabby with the 23s as well. Now, do you sort of have to be mindful of how we're going to play this year, or do you just do what you always do? Um, yeah, I think I mean obviously any manager that comes in wants to sort of put their own stamp on things. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's um, it's still. The game doesn't change massively. There'll be certain things that they want to do differently or mm. want to um, build up slightly differently. Um, but ultimately, teams want to get to the final third and they want to put the ball into the box and make other teams defend. They want to get shots on target. It's how you go about that is up to you. But yeah. ultimately, that's that's the end result for most teams. Yeah. Um, so um, it's not been a huge... I mean, particularly because... Um, we, we knew Pep anyway, so yeah. it's not like he had to come in and get to know everyone. Absolutely. You know, that it's easy um, with that, with that from that re- uh, respect. So um, no, no, I'd say it's not not been not been too different. Too much of a change. No. You can see glimpses though. I think the supporters, yeah. especially against Bristol, that one passage of play that went all over Twitter. Yeah, I think it led to your shot. Actually, it was yeah. Well you're saying yeah, it would have been a hell of a goal. Yeah, from the team thirty seconds yeah. before yeah. was actually like a great bit of football. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, no, from what from what I've heard from Blues fans that I know in the area, they they really enjoy watching the game Saturday. Yeah. Um, so that you know, there's a lot of good footballs played, like and, you know, and ultimately you know, we want to get results, but of course yeah. we have to entertain people as well. Um, uh, so yeah, it was it was pleasing to play that way, and um, but ultimately we do. It's about winning games, really. You know, you can play as well as you want, but if you're coming off getting beat every week, then yeah. no one's enjoying themselves at all. So. Um, you know, you need to get that balance right. Yeah, and we can do that against Forest. Can we get expect another pencil jump header? <laughs> yeah, it was a, a weird one, wasn't it? Yeah, it just didn't look, it didn't look natural. That one. It looked like, uh, like, a, like you say, a pencil dive into the swimming pool. It's because you're almost at full yeah. stretch going yeah, that that's way, it. and yeah. managed to get it back across. The fade away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll take another one of them. Yeah. Um, that was good. I was. It was. That was again. That was two points dropped last year, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, to be yeah for for seventy five minutes, it was a perfect away performance, yeah. and then um, score a cracking goal, didn't they? Yeah. yeah the first one, one uh, and then you're un- then obviously the crowd gets up, and then you're under pressure. Um, but uh, that always a good place to go and play. Yeah. Really, fantastic stadium. Um, obviously, a lot of history at that club. So no, really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting back into the sort of midweek games as well. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so yeah, season's, season's right underway then. Say, yeah, yeah, missing the cold Tuesday nights. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Oh, do you know? I I love it when we play midweek games. It means you don't have to train so much. <laughs> yeah. You're just playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You get into a bit of a rhythm. Yeah, it's yeah. more or less you're coming in to do a bit of recovery stuff mm. and a bit of tactical stuff. Um, whereas then you know you revert back to playing Saturday to Saturday. You have to do a lot more conditioning during the week. So everyone wants to play games rather than train for sure. So looking forward to, to getting stuck into them. You're one of the senior boys, mate, now. Yeah, I know, so I keep getting old. reminded, yeah. Yeah, you, Harley, Digger, yeah. Max, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, Keith. Got that, got that contingent Keith out of it, all that they've together and then adding the little bits together. Yeah, yeah. no, there's, I think that's important. You know, you want people that have uh, if, you know, been here a little while longer now um, that, that ultimately sort of set precedence in, in training and, you know, make sure that the demands are high. Um, and then it, it becomes easier for people just stepping into that change room to, yeah. to know what's expected and, and then they can fit in a lot easier. I mean, we've got a really good group of guys here um, um, and I think, I think you know, it's a pretty easy, easy place for people to come and feel welcome and, mm. and uh, make sure they get settled nice and quickly. Did, have you had a word with Harley about you not getting the captain's armband? Yeah, I was fuming, yeah. yeah. yeah you told no, him. He ripped it off me, I couldn't believe <laughs> it. Yeah, disgraceful. I think you were in, you've got to be in for a shout there, Andy. I don't think you were, far, you can't have been far off. No, it was, to be honest, it was never anything that I even thought that I would, yeah. like, um, the people asked me, you know, in and around Solihull said that, that, that I, that I'm, you know, would, would I be putting my name in? I said, I'm not really th- thinking about no. that because I, I Personally, I don't think centre forwards are Make captains. That's just that's just personally, yeah. just because I think they have so many other things to think about. The, like from an individual point of view, to see making chance. Yeah, I just always think centre halves. You can see everything. You can see the, most of the games yeah. going on in front of you. Yeah. So you can kind of see what's going on and and, and affect things by the way that you see it. Yeah. Uh, Harley's a great leader. You know, he's he's someone that's well respected within the changing room. Mm. Um, he's not afraid to voice his opinion. People listen to that. And that's kind of what you need in a captain. So, um, no, nah, it wasn't something that I particularly had my eye on. It was, it was. But having said that, it was a massive honour to to do it last season. Yeah. That was a really, really special moment for me to captain this club, to walk out with my son, um, mm-hmm. and to, to nick a goal like that, that was, was kind of perfect. So, yeah. I've got the yeah perfect record as a captain. One, one. <laughs> get in, get out. Yeah, exactly. One game, one that's goal. That, that's that'll do me. Yeah. So I'll leave it at that. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you, is there still a lot of unknowns when it comes to us this season? Like, I'll, you speak to fans, and I don't think fans still are sure what uh, where we're going to be, what they can project our end positions going to be at the end of the season. Do you feel that as a player, it's just a case of taking it one step at a time and see? Yeah, where we're yeah. sounds cliche. Yeah, it's boring as that sounds. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. it's because it, well, I think ninety percent of the league will think that. Yeah, like there nobody. It's such a tight league. I mean, I go back to what I said earlier about only two teams are taking maximum points. You mm-hmm. know, and, and there's big, big clubs that I haven't picked up a win yet. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be tight throughout the league. So I'm sure, like. Yeah, twenty teams will probably be thinking, well, if we can get close to that mm. playoff position, you never know. Um, so I think you just have to take it game by game, and the league will sort of settle itself down eventually, and then you sort of then begin to realise what the aims are. But ultimately, you think about the game Saturday, you want to win that. You then deal with the game Tuesday, you want to win that, and then yeah. after that, you want to win the next game. So it really is as boring as it sounds and as cliche. You just want to win every game you play and see where it takes you. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you feel as fit as you have ever been? 
Yeah, since Rishi probably came in, the boys just seem to have gone onto another level in terms of the fitness. Yeah, so yeah. Do you, do you personally, you find Yeah, it? personally. I mean, when I first came to to Blues, I, I'd just come back from a long-term knee injury. I'd been out for a year, so mm. for individually, I, I was obviously getting up to speed match uh, pace-wise, and then the following season found myself out of the team. Um, but since obviously since Gary came in I, uh, and... Uh, I've, I've played every game, so f- so I, I feel you know fitness-wise pretty much as fit as I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, but a huge credit to that for not only myself but all of the lads feeling fit. It's got it's got to go to Rushy really. Yeah. Um, he um, you know he, he demands a lot from the lads, but he also mm-hmm. gives a lot back. He, you know, he's, everything's structured really well. The sessions um, there's a clear plan to them, and 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 that gets translated across to the boys. That you know he, he tells them exactly how it's going to help them and. And because there's that clarity, you end up you buy into it and you make sure you're putting everything into it. So, you know, since he came in, uh, I think you know we've become a really, really fit sort of force. And um, yeah, he's got to take a, a big amount. I mean, I know he does take a lot of credit for that. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he loves, it, he? <laughs> he loves it, mate. Yeah, he's it, but he's a really good influence around the place. And, yeah, yeah. But yeah he, he'll tell you that it's all about him. <laughs> yeah, this very yeah. podcast. Yeah, 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 exactly. I think because of the style and the way you play, Tuki, you can imagine you could go late into your thirties. What are you trying to say, What man? I'm trying to say is that you haven't got to change your game up, have you, Jim? What are you saying? That I won't be able to lose my pace? No, I mean, what I'm saying is you ain't got no pace yeah. to lose, so you're okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll play as long as I can, really. Yeah. I, I say um, 30 now, I feel like, uh, yeah, as fit as I ever yeah. have done. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll play as, as long as I physically can do, really, as long as I'm helping a team and not being a detriment to the team, you know. So, but yeah, I, I do take your point that, that yeah. it's kind of the way that I play does suit being able to play later on into your, mm. you know, mid to late thirties, if that's possible, then I'd, I'll certainly be looking to do that. Do you even give an ounce of thought as to what happens after you can't play anymore? I think you have to a little bit. I think um, you just want to put a few things in place, mm. um, give yourself options really of what yeah. you want to do. Um, but it is, it's a huge, it's a huge thing to think about for a lot of players because yeah. how to fill that void. Um, a lot of uh, players find it really difficult. It's um, so it's a tough, tough situation to go from knowing exactly what you're doing every day, having an itinerary mm. out for you, um, also coming into a workplace where you're surrounded by your mates and you're yeah. having a laugh every day, you're working hard, but you're enjoying each other's company to not then maybe seeing each other every day. And, and that can become quite a lonely yeah. place for a lot of people. I know, you know a lot of players have had to deal with that yeah. uh, from the mental health side of things. Um, so I think for me, I want, I want to put things in place so that there's kind of a seamless transition so yeah. that I'm not spending a, a little bit of time not doing anything. I've always wanted to wake up in the morning and have a goal, have something to try and yeah. uh, work towards, really. Yeah. So started doing a bit of the badges last year. Did you? So something I think we'll continue doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to put that in place, really. Um, and a few things outside of football as well. You book the trend when it comes to footballers. We've seen you playing the guitar over the summer, and <laughs> yeah. you're part of book club. Mario was talking <laughs> yeah. about. You're probably part of the book club. As book well, club, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, was did you know that Holly was filming you? I didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> I was basically. I went up to. So we both. He took it. He just got. He'd been given a guitar um, to practice. So uh, I said, well, if you want to take yours to Portugal, I'll take mine, and I can show you a few little things. Um, so I went up to his room just to tune his guitar and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm just playing and I didn't realise that he's just as, again it goes back to what we're saying this is the world we live in with social media and phones and I was just playing and I didn't realise he was recording and then before I know it he's put it on social media yeah. um, 
So, mate, what can you do? Doing a bit though, mate. Good little voice. No, yeah, did it. Yeah. Of bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I enjoy playing. It's something to do. Just keeps your mind off things, really. But yeah, yeah. don't take it too seriously. Would that be one of your celebrations? Bring out a we'll bring out the guitar. What, just like hide it behind the goal yeah, or something that corner, and bring yeah, it out. Yeah. yeah, just sit everyone down. Acoustic just, set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Did the Portland Timbers like cut a log of wood? Yeah, oh, they do that every. Yeah, they do that every, yeah, they do every goal, week, yeah. don't they? Yeah. So chainsaw. The guitar's yeah. nothing. That's it. Exactly. Well, that's it. If he can smuggle in a chainsaw, it'll be all right with the guitar. Security. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that's like things like that. Like I say, I like, like to to read, like to, to play guitar. Just something that um, helps you switch off really away from football. I think it's important to have other interests mm. as well. Otherwise, you just get caught up in a in a bubble really, and yeah, think yeah. that there's not a huge amount else going on in the world. Um, but um, yeah, that's uh, I get less and less time to do that really now that with yeah. my little man running around every oh, few yeah. minutes. They got so um, I used to be able to do that anyway. Yeah. No, class though. How is it being a dad and the little yeah, man? It's brilliant. It's awesome. You know, it's it, he's particularly he's just turned two in June. Um, so he's really finding his voice now. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes yeah. not such a good thing. Um, but it's yeah, it's there's so much fun. A lot of energy, but brilliant fun. Um, yeah, it's best thing. It's yes, yeah, biggest you know biggest challenge, but the best thing you ever do really. Yeah. Um, so no, we're enjoying that. I suppose any spare time that you get away from football, they say you know players are only in for. A few hours a day, but then you're back home and you've got a little man to look after. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Really sometimes that's more up. more intense than the training yeah, session. Yeah, come to work for a chill out. Yeah, come <laughs> yeah, to work to relax. That's it. Yeah, you got like, the manager said you got a day off tomorrow. Like, no, no, no. I think, <laughs> I think we need to come in. I think there's a few things you need to work on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's brilliant. It, it, uh, um, yeah, it's the best thing I've ever done. Really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Pretty settled. Yeah, Pretty absolutely well. settled. So now it's nice to get my future sorted here. Um, that, you know, as a family, we love it here. We love the area. Um, we didn't certainly didn't want to go anywhere, so it was um, nice to get that sorted and, and can just kind of uh, you know look to the future. Yeah. Well, did you have a chat with the club for a few months, months or weeks before? Yeah. It pretty quickly. Or? Yeah, it was pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. I, I kind of um, over the summer uh, wanted to, you know the, the club wanted to tie tie it down really, and I, I was um, you know you hear obviously rumours and whispers about yeah. other places elsewhere but for me personally it was kind of I didn't really want to listen to anything like that I wanted to just get it sorted here because well like I say as a family we're so settled here and yeah. enjoying my football um, it didn't make sense to, to do anything else so it was just a relatively easy one to get done and, and sign and just glad that it's done and yeah, can can concentrate on the football now. Yeah, it's going to last. Does it feel a bit like home now? I mean, you've been here what, yeah. four years now. Yeah, this is this is my fourth year. Yeah, so yeah, it starts to feel like that definitely. Um, you know, you get to get to know everyone, not even just players, but staff in and around the place. You develop bonds with people. Um, yeah, like I say, on the playing side and 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 on the staff and and even just in and around where I live, yeah, yeah. like seeing fans here and there, and there'd be a few people that. You end up seeing in, in and around the place, and they're all really, you know, really friendly. It's not so it does start to feel like home. Yeah, Bates sat there and went 14 goals, 10 assists. Let's have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> no, 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 not me. No, see what this season holds, though. Yeah, oh, you always want to get better, don't you? So, like, ultimately, whenever we speak to you, you're never happy with your goal return. No, I never, because I, I never will be. I don't no. think, no, probably a good quality, to yeah. Work. I thought because I don't think any strike is never happy, like, with yeah. that, like, because you want to you always look back and think to the missed chances or the one you know, hit the woodwork and think, oh, I could have got yeah. a couple more actually, or 
you know, particularly last year, I mean, people, people said it was a decent. I went a lot of games without scoring last yeah. season. House on fire early on. Yeah, exactly. So I, I then it, it, I look back and think I would have liked to have got closer to the twenty mark yeah. because because it started so well. They had ten by the end of November, so mm-hmm. I would have at that point you're looking at can I get closer to twenty? Yeah, yeah. So I, I was never particularly satisfied. Um, but like you say, I think that's a good thing because it means you want to get better, you want to improve. Um, and you, I think th- th- there's no age limit on that. I, th- I think you should always be wanting to get better until you finish. Yeah, yeah, that's understandable. Um, what's your best goal, Jukes? Because we were talking before we press record <laughs> about the Motherwell one. Ah, uh, yeah. Absolutely zinged it across the, you know, from the angle. Yeah, there. yeah, that was. That's that, got to be up there. Yeah, like my mate said to me after the game, so you should be- better retire now because you're not going to better that <laughs> nice. one. Like you're done now. And I was 20, I think. So like, <laughs> yeah, just leave it there. That's it. That was a mad game, yeah. It was um, we were six two down with about twenty minutes to go. Did you play the whole game? Yeah, because it was in the ninety fourth, like basically the last kick of the game. Was it went in it was six or yeah? Um, Actually did. So it was mad, yeah. It was, yeah. It was, I think it was because I think it was on the yeah, it was like Man City Tottenham was on the other channel, and like it was a like it was a crap right. like a crap game. So yeah. like people just started turning over because they'd heard that it was this goal no, fest. Yeah. So it ended up quite a few people I knew was were watching it. Um, Probably got you a move that. Potentially, yeah, 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 yeah. No one had watched. They only watched the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, they didn't realise that a stink of the other. Yeah, it's right. That, that, yeah, that was uh, in terms of probably quality or 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 even drama. Maybe that 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 would be up there. But I don't. I really genuinely don't actually care whether it's a good goal or not. Really? No, I just you just want to tally them up. Yeah, they all count one. Yeah, just think tap-ins are the best ones because they're the ones that you think you can rely on. So. Yeah, it's all, everyone always wants to score a cracker, but like, oh, yeah. really, you just want to just get just over the scoring. line somehow, yeah. I've got to go back to your first Blues goal, because I actually owe an apology to my downstairs neighbour at the time. Oh, yeah. I was at uni, <laughs> and I said, it was on Sky, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. And that went in last minute. Must have thought he was slaying you, yeah, saying that Duke of Yeah, yeah. shouting abuse the entire time. <laughs> Waiting for the sign in. Yeah, what a bad yeah. sign that was. <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, you'd still have an argument, to be fair. <laughs> But yeah, when that went in, bouncing around the living room, she must have thought something was going on upstairs. So her an apology now. <laughs> so well, it wasn't that exciting, really, no? No. 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 But Quiet. do you practice headers? Yeah, yeah, I like to, yeah. yeah just like, get lads not, out to cross balls? Yeah, like we, we'll do, me and like Max have started doing that quite a bit. Right. Um, you know, at least once a week we want to go out, like, because days like today that are physically really tough days it's right. a bit of a waste of time going out afterwards because your legs are going to fall off but yeah, yeah. Um, on the days where it's a bit bit less it's a bit more of a technical day where we do a bit of shape or things like that afterwards you like to do a bit of crossing just so you can get the timing really it's right. more, that's more than anything so you don't want to get in too early you want to be able to sort of attack it with a bit of pace yeah. Um, so yeah but it's always something that I just thought that if, it's, if I can try and do something well then if it's something that other people can't do yeah, it gives yeah. you a bit of an edge I do think that I think with young players in particular yeah. the art form of being able to head a ball yeah they're not interested it's almost like the mentality I think Yeah. I think if you want to go and head it because you look at even people like um, Christian's really head going ta- he attacks the ball really well really? Uh, yes um Steve Seddon, you which yeah. you wouldn't potentially you can, imagine. You, you can tell it's just the mentality. They want to go and head it. They yeah. go and attack it rather than just jump and yeah, sort letting of like, it hit yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but um, had you always been good when you was younger? Had you always been that striker or not? Uh, I'd always been like that. Yeah, but I don't think I was particularly good at heading. Mm. It was all before it was just decided that I was like, well, I'm not going to score goals by running away from people, so I need to find a way. <laughs> That's to what score. you can say, but I can't say. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And just working on it. I yeah. heard that I think Emmanuel Adebayor used to tie a ball on a string 
on, on like a on a, what would be like a lamppost yeah. yeah. and shorten the string to get his spring better yeah. so when everything he tried yeah. head the ball yeah. once he got to that sort of yeah. length he shortened the string so his wow, spring brilliant. would get better and he could head the ball at his height yeah oh, that's not bad that so if you struggle have to look at yeah, no, 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 <laughs> not that you are yeah. find a lamppost at the track yeah. 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 if you see Lucas you can be jumping at a lamppost <laughs> jumping at a lamppost around by you you know what it's for. Mm. Um, one question that the lads actually, the staff here asked, wanted me to ask you was, oh, yeah. did you get a Nissan Duke because it'd be good banter or did you like the car? <laughs> I definitely don't have good banter. So, um, it was actually my wife's, I shouldn't really say this because it was her old job that she get discount on it. She doesn't <laughs> yeah. work for that but she's still got the yeah, discount yeah. but sorry Nissan so, if, if yeah. you're listening. Um, I'm sure they're not. Yeah, well we might get a sponsor out of this sure. if, if we yeah. do it properly. Sure. Um, Buying a San Duke. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. It, no, it, it, I think, yeah, so she got a discount, so it was basically just me being really tight. Yeah, no. I just thought, yeah, I can get, get something for you. Nice did, you didn't crush your mind when you thought about no, it? Um, Come on. She Surely. did. When she got it, she said, Do you mind me getting this? I know it's a bit cringe. <laughs> and I said, Yeah, that was buzzing. But, <laughs> yeah. but no, no, even even the chief executive, even Don said that to me. He said, he said like, I can't believe you. Did you not get like some sort of sponsorship? I would have sorted that out for yeah. you. Yeah, oh, you maybe, missed, the maybe missed the trick there. Yeah, I think you have. Personalised reg, all that. Duke. Let's go full Duke. Duke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah I think you have, mate. All right, well, I think that brings to an end quite a nice little chat with you, pal. Is that us, yeah? Yeah, I think nice. that will be us. Good luck for um, Saturday. Nice one, mate. Yeah, I want to see that away end going, because we take a great following. Oh, yeah, we all, to be fair, we take a good following everywhere, yeah. don't we, really? But yeah, for, Forrest, away, I remember he was a good one, actually, last year, because, yeah, the, the goal was that end. Yeah, exactly. It was going mad. Yeah. You need another goal of the season contender. Yeah, was that close last season. That, I was that Forest. close to well, a few things. I was. It was like and everyone I think they sort of gave you a mention. <laughs> yeah. you know, no, no, I, I was so embarrassed with that. I was like, it's a nice touch, but I was thinking like. I just kept getting pats on the back, sort of like rough, <laughs> ruffles of the hair. Like, well done, mate. You didn't quite you get, were... get anything. Yeah. Well done for not quite being as good as you. <laughs> but, you know, it's all right. Someone says, yeah, your header can't win a goal. This Why not? No, that can. was a volley. That would have won it. Oh, mate, 100%. But never mind. I think it was I'm your not... favourite. I think it was what well, the header. Yeah. yeah, the header was my shot. Yeah. I'm not bitter what, about which it. One, huh? <laughs> which one won it? Shades clean sweep. mate. You won everything. Yeah, Swansea. Yeah. It was a good strike though. Oh, it was a great strike. You know, I'm never gonna begrudge Shay carried us last year. Yeah, so. no, it was a good strike, but um I'll just take any goal from you, mate. So Yeah, absolutely, mate. Actually yeah. I think that the year a couple of years before away at Forest, I think I scored one with like my shoulder yeah. or something like yeah. that. So I'll take that again. A good place to play. Do you enjoy very very briefly? Go on. Certain stadiums to play at. Uh, got got, do you tend to play well yeah, at Yeah, I always yeah, I, I quite teams as well. Yeah, like Against I always like team. um uh, Derby Stadium yeah, I always yeah. quite like to play there Yeah, that's a good one yeah but uh, yeah, Forest is up there really enjoy Forest playing that one Steve Smithlands mate goal machine yeah, yeah exactly yeah. I hate you in the East Midlands <laughs> <laughs> sick of the sight of Lucas Jukovic scoring against yeah. no thank you very no much worries, all the best no pleasure cheers the Blues Talk podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning I refuse to accept that that Nissan Duke shout wasn't deliberate. I'm not having it. Like, it. It's too obvious. Tried to blame the missus, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I'm not having that. And, and to suggest that he didn't, he didn't even cross his mind. It's the first thing. Whenever <laughs> anyone sees Dukey's car, it's the first thing they clock. From the first time I met the man, I was like, oh, Duke, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, no, um, what a guy. Yeah, fantastic ambassador for the for the football club. As you can, you know, you listen to him doing his badges, so maybe still a future in the club after he's playing, but... I think I was fair in pointing out that he could probably go on for another 20 years, given the way he plays. Questioning his pace, I mean, it's shocking for me. I think he knew himself in the back of his mind while I was getting at, but now nah, he's, uh, 
Yeah, great. And I hope he has a fantastic season again. 14 goals, 10 assists last year. One hell of a season for him. But knowing how hungry he is, and we spoke about the fact that he's never happy, he'll want to go one better this season. So, And you have to have to have that mentality as a striker and uh, as a professional footballer. So um, yeah, hopefully we see more Duke back post headers, goals, tap-ins, free kicks, penalties, whatever he wants. What a servant to the club, by the way. He's just closing in on 125 appearances. Mm. Been here for four years. I think we picked him up on deadline day, didn't we? On loan from Burnley to start with. Made that permanent. A what million. a decision that was. Yeah, yeah, a million quid. Yeah, a million. Bargain. What you get from him. I mean, you can guarantee on a Saturday, on a Tuesday, cold, rain, sun, what you're going to get from Lukas Jukovic. Uh, and so, complete commitment, dedication to what he does. Great character off the pitch. Oh, like I say, glowing terms from us at Blues TV. And credit to him. If we get zipped four five nil at one any stage this season, I can put my head in the dressing room, kindly ask him to do it, and he won't be happy about it. But he always appreciates that we have a job to do, and for me, that's worth his weight in gold. What a man! Right, let's touch then on Forest's summer recruitment. Obviously, a new man at the helm, and a change of dugout. Bizarrely, yeah. Well, I'd love to know what the thinking must be on. Is it a superstitious I thing? Think he wanted to be closer to his defence. So wait, so the they've got they've, they haven't moved sides of the pitch. They've gone. They've, they've just away swapped dugout home and away swapped. Dugout. Yeah, that's a weird I mean, one. I don't know if there's a difference in size or whatever it was. Or... I mean, fair play to him. That kind of micromanagement, that obsession with the finer details. I'll be honest with you. Is it going to win them a game on a set? I'd love what actual tangible impact. Get is some it stats have? on yeah. how that's worked. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, uh, like we say, we talked about their recruitment. We touched upon the players that they've brought in. So I was just having a little look actually at some of the players that have actually been linked with Blues. Rafa Mir, of course, mm-hmm. from Wolves, is brought in. Um, John Bostock, John Bostock, a player from a few windows ago, who's obviously linked with heavily with Blues. Albert Adoma, who's no stranger to any blue supporters mm. having played for that lot. Uh, Sammy Amiobi tends to have a good game against Blues. Not a bad player when he was at Bolton. Cole Jenkinson, former Birmingham City player as well. Indeed. Signed for a couple mil. So some familiar names in there. Steady championship players. But then you've also got the unknown quantities. A couple of Portuguese players from Benfica. Samba So from Dynamo Moscow. Mm-hmm. Spanish player in Chama from Levante. So there's players that we won't know about. A bit like Blues, actually. They might look at you know, the Blue squad and look at Sunjic and Villalba and Crowley to an extent. So, yeah, it should be a good match-up. They played for 1-4-1, which is interesting. Um, with Graben as a lone striker against West Brom on the opening day. They obviously rested a few during the week in their cup game. But I think the one area of the pitch that Blues can get at Nottingham Forest is down our left-hand side mm-hmm. and their right. They're playing Matty Cash as a fullback, um, And I remember seeing him against Blues and he wasn't playing. At, he was more of an attack-minded player. So if he leaves Dawson a little bit exposed, it'd be interesting to see how they deal with that. As we've already said, Lolly will be their main threat. Graben, you know he can score goals at this level. Uh, a dome run one wing as well. So... Bring it on. Let's see what happens. Bit of an experienced head at the back, Michael Dawson. Closing in on 36, I think, now. Obviously, ex-Spurs in England. Yeah, yeah. Played at the very highest level. Um, How how many years he's got left in those legs is the thing. You want to get players zipping around those ankles of his and making life difficult. Uh, Warrell alongside him. Steady championship player. So, um, there will be opportunities there for Blues. And I think what was evident... Probably in the Bristol City, the more the Brentford game actually. We're not abandoning 
everything that was good about Blues last year. That gritty, steely, well-organised, well-drilled, we'll defensive, yeah, defensive aspect to us. We haven't abandoned it at all. We've tried to keep that and then add the little bits of magic um, to it and get us playing. I think it's more when we're on the ball, can we look after it a little bit better? And I think that's what we saw against Bristol City. So we need to defend well whenever you go away from home. Make sure that you, you're not out of the game after 45 minutes. And then can we go and nick one? Can we... I think you know. Think of that Lucas Eucharis goal. It actually comes from a counter attack. Jack Magoma runs after them for the pitch and delivers the cross. So, you know, can we defend well? And when we get those opportunities, can the Duke, Crowley, Villalba, whoever plays on the other wing, uh, maybe we'll see Alvaro Jimenez at some stage. I know a few supporters have asked questions about him. Um, can can those players do the damage in the final third? Coming a bit of a bogey ground for us, and at the city ground, one win in seven. Yeah, yeah, we just had a look, didn't we, at the uh, at the record last win at the city ground, December twenty fourteen. Clayton Donaldson at the double and David Cottrell. Blues TV zone. Yeah, uh, scoring the goals. Britta Sambalonga getting a consolation, but yeah, one in one in seven. So a few draws along the way as well. Whether this group of players pay much attention to it, I don't know. The Duke obviously said he enjoys playing at particular grounds. Well. Go and score again on Saturday, and yeah, we'll be well on our way. But yeah, I'm not sure that Pep or any of the players will take much notice of it. But it'd be nice for us to go, especially given the following that we get there. Yeah, an hour we down always the road, take a crowd. An hour across the Midlands, great city to to go and have a drink in in the city centre, have a walk to the stadium as a supporter. Um, so we take a fantastic rowdy crowd. So it'd be nice to send them back home with something to cheer. So let's see what happens. One man who will be aiming to uh, get on the score sheet, get his first Birmingham City goal, is one of our new summer signings, Dan Crowley. Came in almost, like I said about Blues earlier, a bit of an unknown quantity on these shores. Mm. Went to Holland, did very well over there. Of course, highly rated at Arsenal, Aston Villa as mm. a youth player. He's looked good so far. Yeah, he has. You know, you look at Dan and he's five foot nothing and um, bags full of talent and potential in, in those boots. Uh, that low centre of gravity, he can twist and turn away from, from more lumbersome players. Uh, he's got such a footballing brain, looks to play those little disguised balls around the corner and hide little passes, picks up a lovely positional sense as well in the pocket ahead of the back four and in behind their midfield. So if you can get him on the ball, it can do some real damage, but he's the sort of player that you have to find because if not, you may as well play with 10 men because it's not his game to start uh, sitting in there alongside David Davis and Ivan Sunjic and breaking up play. You have to make sure that when you get those sort of players who, who play the little 10 role, you have to involve them. And I think we have, to, to a, certainly at Bristol City, obviously at Brentford's a little different, but at Bristol City, we got him on the ball in a few occasions and he linked up well. A player who, again, highly rated as a young player, you mentioned the clubs he was at and Arsenal paying money for him as a young lad. The expectation levels for him to go and do something didn't quite work, but I think he's matured. In all the interviews that I've heard since he joined the club, um, he's probably had to realise what it means to be a professional and the dedication that comes with it. And he said it's not just about. I think it's his own words. It's not. You can't, it's not just about talent being a professional footballer. And I think with age, he's probably realising that. So if you can get that ability and natural talent, and couple it with and marry it with a bit of hard work as well in this Blues team. And sorry to uh, digress a little bit. The core of this squad will demand that from him. So, if you can couple those together, got one hell of a player on your hands. Well, it wouldn't be right for a new signing to come into this club without facing the proper 
initiation ceremony, taking on the quickfire questions. The Blues Talk Podcast. Mr. Dan Crowley, what music do you listen to before a game? A um, bit of everything, really. Whatever's, whatever's on the speakers. I'm not really designated DJ. Um, so, yeah, I'll take anything. Snapchat story or Instagram story? You know what? <laughs> Neither, really. I'm not really that active on social media, if yeah. I'm honest. Not bothered. Favourite restaurant to eat at? Nando's. Solid effort. Uh, your karaoke song or initiation song? Mine was Let Me Love You by Mario. <laughs> Which country produces the best food? Like Italian, Mexican, American. Well, I always have pasta, and when I was in Holland, I ate a Vapiano every every week. So I would, I would. It's not. It's my go-to. It's not yeah. my favourite, but okay. it's my go-to. Uh, have you got a middle name? Patrick. It's not going to get you bullied, is it? Yeah. Uh, ideal holiday destination. I want to go to Mykonos and Santorini. Uh, have you met your sporting hero, and who is it? No, I haven't. Um, I love Messi, um, Ronaldo obviously, but no, I haven't met. Uh, what instruction do you give to the barbers when they ask how do you want your hair done? Not too high. Low fade? Yeah, because one barber messed up my trim in Holland. Is <laughs> there any pictures of it? Nah, it's still recovering to this day. <laughs> What's your cheat meal? I like a curry. One person, dead or alive, you'd want to invite round to dinner? Oh, that's a good one. I think Ronaldo, just to listen listen to him. Can you speak another language? No. Get on the Spanish lessons. Which Hollywood actor would you choose to play yourself in a movie? Oh. <laughs> I got told I looked like Matt Damon when I was younger, <laughs> but... <laughs> I suppose it'd have to be. Yeah. Uh, if the whole squad had a Royal Rumble, who would be left in the ring at the end? Everyone had it off. Who's the last man There's standing? There's a few tough cookies, I think. Um, do you know what? I'm looking at Jeffrey. Okay. And he just looks like you don't want to mess with him. He's small. <laughs> he's just always got the same face. Rapid. Um, Ivan looks doesn't doesn't mess about. And then obviously the big lads at the back. Uh, have you got any tattoos and what are they? No tattoos. What type of student were you at school? The bad student. <laughs> were you the class clown or the naughty kid? No, I just wasn't interested. I just didn't listen or do anything. Um, <laughs> what's the strangest thing you've eaten? Not a lot. Not a lot, really. Like oysters and that kind of stuff. Yeah, That's yeah. quite strange. Yeah. Worst item of clothing you've ever worn? What horrendous gear have you had? Looking back. I back my dress sense then. then. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way to eat chicken? So, what part of the chicken? You a breast, a wing, finger man, and how do you get flavoured? Wings, medium. Wings. Wings, yeah. Medium wings. From Nando's. Okay. And finally, have you... No, last two, actually. What are your thoughts on fishing? No, not interested. Bore off. And how... Have you ever read a book cover to cover? No. Dan Crowley, thank you very much. The Blues Talk Podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning. Dan Crowley taking on the quickfire questions. First of the new signings to do so. Yeah. Set a very high bar. Yeah. It's always interesting to listen to some of the, some of the answers these players give. Ever read a book cover to cover? 
No. <laughs> Cheers, Dad. Nice one. We'll, uh, we'll make something of it. Listen, we're on the road on Saturday, but back on home soil on Tuesday. If you can't make it to the ground to take on Barnsley, it is, of course, available as pay-per-view on Blues TV. I uh, think we should put out an apology here. Of course, Brentford unable to stream mm. despite our best efforts. Yeah. Frustrating for us. For, I know supporters sitting at home would be just losing their head trying to get onto Blues TV. As would I. Yeah, 100%. And um, frustrating for us as well because we're there broadcasting as if we're live. Me and Tate were commentating for the game. Um, but I think it was, on this occasion in particular, it was something that was out of our hands. And I know it's not what supporters want to hear. I get it. Cause you've paid your money. You expect to see the game. And there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse for me than I'm trying to watch something that you get the wheel of death and it's lagging and it's not. Yeah, the whist. Yeah, but let alone not having a stream at all. So absolutely full right to be annoyed and frustrated with it. But Brentford notoriously has been a stadium we've struggled at just for connectivity and... Uh, technical issues but uh, it was one that was out of our hands I'm not throwing any other companies in, under the bus by any means but we done all we could from our end and there's nothing we could have done to have corrected it so on that occasion it's one of those we have to hand, hand, hold your hands up apologise but we know especially last season we got to a stage where Blues TV was streaming regularly games of three and four camera streams um, productions a regular consistent stable stream and so we'll look to add to that again this season. So stick with us. I know it's not crazy. I mean, the first game of the season, away from home, we win the game. Everyone wants to watch it. It couldn't have gone worse for us as yeah, well. Yeah, you couldn't write it. So um, stick with us and we'll get there. And uh, yeah, hopefully Barnsley, Forest in the next couple of days will bring streams to you of winning Blues games. Well, if you can't make it to St Andrews Trillion Trophy Stadium on Tuesday, do give it a try. Blues TV... £10 pay-per-view fee or treat yourself to a monthly subscription. Of course, you can access all of our matches from noon the next working day. Callum, prediction for Forest. Tell you what, I fancy us. We've been on a bit of a run, as I said there. We've looked good so far this season. The Starsdale are aligned. 2-1 mm. Blues. You fancy seven points from a possible nine. Absolutely. Why not? Let's aim high. Yeah, 100%. It'd be one hell of a start when you consider the quality of the opposition as well. I know there's no easy games, but Forest, Brentford, Bristol City, all very capable championship teams. I'd love for us to nick it. Love for us. Again, I can see it being a quite a tight one, similar to the Bristol City game, but maybe a little bit of Villalba magic to decide the game. Sonic, fancy him to get one? You know what? We haven't really spoke about Ivan Sonic, considering we apparently paid decent money for him and the calibre of player, under 21. And the hype around oh, him as well. Under 21 Croatian captain. What I loved about him at, at Bristol was how easy, I think I think Tat said, you know, he makes the game look so easy. And David Davis's post-match comments saying that he makes it easier for Digger because he turned in a performance of the ages. I mean, he looked like the player pre-injury that won player of the season or got all those fantastic... Smedic uh, Xavi. Yeah, he was uh, spraying passes and uh, love uh, his awareness. Whenever the ball drops to him and it looks like it's going to be a fighting ball or it's going to be a 50-50, he'll pop it off to a teammate rather than just hacking it and hoofing it away. There's a there's a neat and tidy player there and uh, his hair alone deserves it. means that he should be in the starting eleven. Well, other than the hair, he reminds me a lot of Barry Ferguson mm. in that Premier League season where we finished ninth. Yeah. It's the composure, always looking for a pass. Yeah. But we've overlooked the big thing, the main aspect of having Ivan Sunic here. Roy is absolutely Roy. loving it. Roy Skoljanic. Roy has just turned it up his game. 
Roy has just evolved because as soon as he caught wing that we were bringing our first ever Croatian player into the club, I mean... Um, he's not spoken English to me in a fortnight. No, Purely he is. Croatian. He's but I don't. I think he's took Ivan's boots off him, his shirt off him. He's had a picture, many pictures with him, black and white ones, colour ones. He's he's now wearing the same aftershave as Ivan Sunic. <laughs> he's uh, he's going to go for the hair next, <laughs> I reckon. Um, now we saw a different side to Roy, who's the happiest man. So listen, as long as Ivan's in the team, Roy Smirnic will be here. By the way, if you're not already following him on Twitter, go and do so because you'll see some of those pictures. Yeah. So it's always good to have that behind the scenes look as well from Roy's lens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the two of them struck it off and we're talking, yeah, they're native Croatian. So Roy was buzzing, to be fair to him. So um, maybe we'll get into the quick fire questions with him in Croatian. Yeah. So if you're listening in Croatia, you are in for a treat very I, shortly. I hate to think of what some of Roy's answers to quick fire questions would be, but maybe maybe we'll get him on. Maybe maybe we'll get Roy on. We'll see. We'll make it happen. Right. Before we stray any further down that path, I yeah. think get it's out about now. time we wrap up. First of the new season. Any, any rust in there, do you reckon? Yeah, possibly. We just chat a lot of rubbish. and Yeah, but we enjoy it. Yeah, that's what we've been doing Where for we, the past half we the season. We tend to enjoy it. But yeah, more players hopefully coming up this season. Uh, Get, I think what would be quite a good feature for us to do, I know this is talking whilst we're recording, but maybe to get some, announce who our guest's going to be and get some fan questions in. I think you're right. Yeah, maybe just get a bit of inter- interaction with our supporters before we do the interviews would be good. There might be things that they want to know that we're not aware of. So, yeah, keep, just keep your eyes peeled on across Blues channels, I suppose on social media and Blues TV, and we'll let you know who our next guest will be. Hopefully you can get involved. All suggestions welcome, of course, as well, at BCFC, Dalmoon90, Denning52. Keep it clean. Keep it, yeah. Don't troll me. You've had a bit of that. I've had a bit of heat, but I think it's justified. Well, yeah, we'll leave that there. This has been the first edition of the Blue Talk Podcast for the 2019-20 season. We are back in just two weeks' time. The Blues Talk Podcast with Dale Moon and Callum Denning.